Heal their relationships with food. You can find me at Kara's Kitchen on Instagram. That's Kara with a C, Kitchen with the K. You can find my blog posts, information about coaching on my website. That's Kara'sKitchen.net. And whew, what a week! Last week's podcast episode with Sam was so awesome. I loved it. Lots of you guys let me know that you resonated and connected with it, which always makes me so happy to hear. Today I am. Uh, I'm pretty much gearing up to go to San Diego later this week for a business conference with my mastermind team and my business coach, and I'm really excited about it. In-person events are so powerful because it's an experience that like your whole self is experiencing, right? Like your whole body is there for it. And it's really different than just like watching something on Instagram or YouTube or like listening to a podcast when you're at home or working out or in the car or whatever. Those things of course have value. I mean, I listen to podcasts, you're listening to this podcast, that has value. But being in person is different, right? Like there's collective energy in the room. You're with like-minded people and you experience powerful shifts and changes very quickly when you're together with other people in that context, right? Like being in person is just different. Like imagine you're in a long distance relationship or like your partner is traveling. And although you get to still talk to them on the phone and FaceTime with them, being in person is just a different experience, right? Like when you're in their energy and you get to see them and look at them in person and right, like just being in person is very different. And I love in-person experiences. It's intimate, you can feel the energy in the room and It's one of the reasons why I go to in-person events very regularly. Like probably every couple of months I go to something and they've been very valuable for me and in my own life. And it's why I included the in-person retreat in Food Body Soul. My, My past group programs, which I've talked about, like they were only virtual. And I'm so unbelievably excited for the virtual component of Food Body Soul because it is transformative. We bond, we get to know each other. We're going to be, you know, going through how to leave diet culture behind and make peace with food and make peace with our body like step by step in the virtual container, the portion of it. But I'm so excited for the in-person retreat in January because I know firsthand how transformative they are. And if you're interested in Food Body Soul, we start on September 23rd. So like really soon, I think like less than two weeks by the time this episode goes live. And I have only a handful of spots left. So if you've been thinking about applying, be sure to reach out now. The time is now. So if you're ready to make peace with food, heal your body image, and create a life you love free from all of the food drama and food agony and obsession, and you're ready to feel, ready to feel secure and confident and comfortable in yourself and your body, be sure to reach out. I would love to chat with you about that program. I only have three spots left at the time of recording this podcast. Okay, today I want to talk about how diet culture makes us feel like we're failures, how it blames us when really the system of dieting does not work for the vast majority of people. Now, I recently learned what the term gaslighting means. And I know that I'm like really late to the game here. (laughs) Like I've heard the word used before in reference to discrimination or like in politics, but truthfully, I didn't fully 
understand the term until very recently. So I'm reading this book called Burnout, Secrets to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. I totally recommend it if you're a hardworking, high-achieving woman and you feel like you're on the verge of burnout. I totally burned out earlier this summer. Um, I don't think I really shared about that publicly, but I totally burned out behind the scenes and I'm coming out of it. I'm feeling refreshed and better and I'm approaching my business and my life differently. Um, if you're interested in learning more about like what happened or what I went through, what the process was, or you just want to learn more about burnout, like feel free to shoot me a DM. And if enough of you are interested, I'll record a podcast about it. But anyways, that's not the point. The point is in the book, they talk about this movie called Gaslight. And in the movie, Ingrid Berman's husband flickers the gaslight. So prior to electricity, we use gaslights. But he tells Ingrid that she's imagining it. Then he sneaks into the attic to look around for some family jewels and then tells Ingrid that she's imagining the footsteps above her, that she's hearing things. She's seeing things and she's hearing things. And eventually he denies her contact from other people and says it's for her own good because clearly her nerves are a little shaky. And she's left feeling isolated and trapped. So like what else can she do but believe him? Now eventually a policeman comes by and tells Ingrid that she's not crazy. That the gaslights really are flickering. And so she starts to realize that maybe she's not crazy. Maybe it's not her. Now the movie resonated so deeply with generations of people that now the term gaslighting is like well known and widely used to describe the phenomenon that women and many other marginalized groups experience when they are being told over and over again that things are in their imagination and whatever they're experiencing is their fault. So for example, like magazines will tell us that if we drink green juice and we drink green tea and we put on the eye patches and we drink the smoothies, we're going to feel great and look great. And then of course, everything else in our life will be great. We will get the promotion, we'll get the man, or like our kids will say please and thank you, and yada, yada, yada. And then when those things don't happen, we're told or made to believe that it's because we failed to drink the tea and the juice and the smoothies and put the eye patches on and like do the right exercises, right? We're told it's our fault. It's certainly not because of like systematic bias or a broken system. So the messages are consistent and persistent. Whatever is wrong, it's your fault. Now, in the book, Emily and Amelia explain that gaslighting creates feelings of being trapped while making you believe you put yourself in the trap, like you're broken and crazy. You haven't tried hard enough. You haven't done the right things. You don't have what it takes. Now, while I was reading this, I realized that diet culture is gaslighting us all. The system of dieting, and just so we're all on the same page, Dieting is basically any attempt at weight control through behavior modification, like changes with food and exercise. So any attempt at weight control or weight loss through behavior modification is dieting. Now, diet culture and the system of dieting is gaslighting us all. I was reading this and I'm like, huh, this is exactly what diet culture does to people. It makes them believe they're failures and it's their fault. So what diet culture does as a whole is it tells you that as long as you follow the rules, Only eat the right foods in the right amounts and avoid the bad foods or only eat the bad foods in the right amounts, you will get these results and all of the other sparkly things that come along with weight loss. And if you can't do that, if you can't just stick to the diet plan or the food rules or lose the weight, it's your fault. You don't have willpower. You don't have control. You didn't try hard enough. There's something wrong with you. 
Or maybe it just wasn't the right diet and you should try this new one, like, hey, hashtag keto. And when it doesn't work out, work out at all or for very long, we feel like failures. We have shame and guilt because we slipped up or we fell off the wagon or we ended up binge eating or eating our feelings. Sometimes we even start to think we're addicted to food, which is another form of gaslighting. Diet culture makes you believe you're a food addict and that's why you can't stop thinking about food or sugar or carbs or whatever it is. And that's why one bite, you know, ends in catastrophe. It's like you can't stop eating. And you know what? It's your fault. You're a food addict. You should have more willpower and control. But again, that is not the case. You're being gaslit. And I'm not saying it doesn't feel like you're addicted to foods. I get that the feeling is very real. So I want to validate your experience if that's where you're at. But please rest assured that you are not a food addict or a sugar addict. Because restriction and deprivation creates the feelings of addiction and obsessive thoughts. It's how our biology is wired. It's You're not a food addict. But anyways... So after we fall off the wagon or we binge or we feel out of control or we broke our food rules and we end up like eating all of the things, we eventually will get ready to do it all over again, right? Like diet starts tomorrow or Monday or the first of the month or whatever it is. And we plan to really buckle down. We, we're going to use all of our willpower and our control. We're never going to eat sugar again. But of course, we eventually slip up because hello, carbs are life and they're everywhere and they taste delicious. And you just haven't had them in a long time and they taste really good. So to hell with it, I'm just going to eat all of them. And then we go through the same shame spiral and feelings of failure. And then once more, we try to get back on the wagon, remove all the bad foods from our lives forever. And the cycle just continues. And you end up feeling more and more like a failure and more and more like it's your fault. But the cycle, it's not your fault. You are not a failure. You are being gaslit by diet culture. And by them blaming you, they get to keep selling you more diets and lifestyles to keep you coming back. And when you fail at those, they blame you again and proceed to, tell, to sell you something new. So have compassion and empathy if you are in this position right now. I have so much compassion for you. I've been there and I want to assure you that this is not your fault. It's not your fault that you want to diet. It's not your fault that you want to lose weight. It's not your fault that you're feeling dissatisfied with your body or think that it has all of these flaws that you need to fix. If you feel like your body is a failure, I want you to know it is not your fault that you feel that way. And you're not a failure. Your body is not a failure. It's not your fault that you can't stick to the goddamn food rules. It's not your fault that you can't achieve and keep the results that diet culture promises you should be able to achieve if you just have enough willpower and self-control. Now, when I was going on my run this morning, I was reflecting on something, something really potent and powerful that three different people on three different occasions had said to me. Now, what stood out, even though I've heard this from countless people, the thing that stood out about the, these three people in particular is that by like society's measures, they're incredibly successful, highly accomplished individuals. So like, you know, master's degrees, college degrees, very fancy jobs, business owners, those 
those types of accomplishments, things that require discipline and dedication and hard work, like years of hard work, right? So these people have master's degrees. One of them even graduated from Harvard and worked in the Peace Corps. And then another one that I was thinking about, she was top of her class, right? Master's degree. Now she's a scientist and a researcher. And then the other one that I was thinking about is a self-made billionaire, billionaire with a B. And he came to America as a teenager without even knowing English and then built a billion dollar commercial real estate business from the ground up. Now, all three of them in the past couple of months or whatever have lamented to me that they've been so successful in pretty much every other area of their life. They're smart, they're hardworking, they're dedicated, and yet they feel like food and weight is the one thing they can't seem to succeed at. They can't get it right. Weight and food has been the biggest struggle of their lives. They just feel like failures. How is it that you can build a billion dollar business and graduate from Harvard, but you just can't seem to keep your hands out of the cookie jar and lose the weight? And I was sitting here thinking about this and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like it is not you. Like it is diet culture. It is the system of dieting that is making you feel this way, it is not you. And if you've felt this way, like this is the one thing you can't seem to figure out or get right, please have compassion on yourself. You're not alone and it is not your fault. Feeling this way is proof that diet culture is gaslighting you. And I am here to assure you because the things that diet culture tell us are supposed to help you right? The restriction, the deprivation, the willpower, the control. They perpetuate the cycle. Essentially, they load the gun. So here's the statistics. Here's the truth. 95 to 98% of people that successfully lose weight through behavior modification, right? So through dieting and exercise, they gain it back often even more than when they started. So You will lose weight, like you'll start out at a certain weight, you lose weight, and then you gain back even more weight. So you end up being heavier in the long run. And this happens within two to five years. So the results, while they may be short term, they're not long term. So to put this into context or into a different perspective, imagine that there was a birth control pill that was only effective at stopping pregnancy 2 to 5% of the time. Would you really put faith in that birth control pill? Or like let's say for example all of these people took this birth control pill and only 2 to 5% of the people ended up not getting pregnant. 95 to 98% of the people who took this pill that they were told would prevent pregnancy didn't work and they ended up getting pregnant. Would you blame all of those people or would you actually acknowledge that the pill is not effective. I think we'd acknowledge that the pill doesn't work, right? So my message for you here today is that you are not a failure and it is not your fault. You're not crazy. You're not broken. You were not born with some sort of defect that made you completely obsessed with food. It's not your fault if you thought that you would just eat all day and do nothing else with your life unless you rigidly controlled your every move. It's not your fault If you can't seem to follow the food rules and lose the weight and get your body to look the way that we're told we're supposed to be able to get it to look. It's not your fault if you're obsessively thinking about food all day. It's not 
your fault that dieting does not work. You're not a failure. So with that said, if you are feeling crazy around food, if you're feeling defeated, if you're feeling like a failure and you're ready to leave diet culture behind and try something else, you're ready to actually step out of the cycle, heal from the cycle, and discover a way of eating that feels good for you, that is satisfying and nourishing, that is flexible and works in all situations in life, that isn't rigid and that actually keeps you from participating in life. If you're ready to feel comfortable and confident in your skin, no longer loathing your body, hating your body, I would love to invite you to reach out and learn about Food Body Soul or one-on-one coaching. I want you to know that it doesn't have to be this way. You can feel confident and comfortable around food. You can learn to trust yourself and your body instead of trying to control yourself and your body. And I'd love to show you the way. I would love to be by your side as you leave the restriction, the food rules, the body hatred, and diet culture behind. So I hope you got a lot out of today's podcast. I hope it gave you peace of mind and hope. I hope it validates your experience and makes you feel less isolated and alone. I, if you've ever felt gaslit by diet culture, please let me know. And if you like this episode, share it on your Instagram stories. Or if you're liking the pod, please leave a ratings and review on iTunes. I'd be so grateful. So I think that is all I have to say today. It is not your fault and you are not a failure. Diet culture is like the ultimate original gaslighter. Okay, thank you for tuning in. I'll see you guys all next week. 